0: buddy uh I was just watching TV before I started recording. Uh, welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, and this is it. This is the final episode of Season 9 of South Park. Can you believe it made it all the way to the end of Season 9? And this week, gonna be talking about that season finale, Bloody Mary. Now, I had talked about in the last episode that I feel this episode is more controversial than Trapped in the Closet. The only reason that Trapped in the Closet gets talked about a lot is because of who the subject matter is. Here, it's completely different because it's basically Alcoholics Anonymous and The church. That's basically the focus here. But this one, to me, is as controversial, or more controversial, than Trapped in the Closet. And we could discuss this for a long time, but it would take forever, so... But this is the final episode of the ninth season, so let's jump into it. So... As I mentioned, the episode is Bloody Mary. The episode was written, directed by Trey Parker, originally aired on December 7th, 2005. So the episode begins at a karate school where Cartman, Kyle, Stan, and Ike are taking karate lessons. And the karate teacher tells them that they rack discipline. They rack discipline. So, the class is over, and Stan's dad is supposed to take them home. But, as we find out, he had gone to the bar, had a couple of drinks during the game. So, they're dr- or, uh, uh, Randy is driving home. He's drunk. But, um, at one point, he asks Stan to give him an empty beer bottle so he could pee in it and I've known about this trick for a long time Uh, I've never done it I've never seen anyone do it but I do know of it and it is pretty disgusting so Randy gets pulled over and as he rolls the window down he goes "What's the officer problem alright well you know you got a bad setup right here Um, eventually he gets tested and he's arrested, goes to the uh, police office where he takes a breathalyzer test and during the breathalyzer test he throws up. So we learn the next day at school Kyle and Cartman really did not get home till 2.30 in the morning. Holy crap, what the hell happened at the uh, police police center so Stan comes in and he's like guys can we just not talk about last night I don't want to bring it up so Mrs. Garrison uh, comes in starts the day and mentions that they have a special motivational speaker it's Randy so Randy talks and Stan is just embarrassed. He has his head down on the desk and I I actually feel for Stan in a way because Mrs. Garrison is like well you don't want to be like Stan's dad. You don't want to be a drunk like Stan's dad. You don't want to be like Stan's dad in 30 years and it's just a brutal punch after punch after punch of mental abuse from Mrs. Garrison. So as part of, I I guess it would be like his punishment or part of his plea bargain, Randy would go to AA meetings. And the thing with the AA meeting, for Randy anyway, is I'm not admitting that I'm an alcoholic. And there's this whole back-and-forth thing about the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and the first step is you have to admit that you are an alcoholic so it goes back and forth, back and forth back and forth and it gets to the point where the guy says to Randy alcoholism is a disease you have a disease so because of this Randy starts drinking more And this makes Stan very upset, very pissed off. And, you know, this leads into an argument, and then Randy shaves his hair off. He just goes and shaves his hair off because he has this disease of alcoholism, or, you know, or at least that's what the AA people tell him. And it's like, Yeah, you got a disease. So now Randy is sitting in a wheelchair, and Stan is at the point where he's like, this is freaking ridiculous. So, while he's dealing with that, at a church outside, a priest goes to the statue of the Virgin Mary. And he sees there's red coming From the Virgin Mary. And he touches it. And, you know, he calls for the other priest. And, you know, they think, it's like, okay, we've got something here. So, the next day, Stan goes to the AA meeting. And he explains to them, you know... My dad now thinks he has a disease and it's because of you guys and he's a hypochondriac and it goes back and forth and Stan makes this really good remark of well I was the leader of a cult at one point so I think I know what I'm talking about and Stan gets kicked out So now we go back to the church and it's in Bailey and Well, now, people are going to the statue, and they get blood on them, and they're thinking that this is a miracle, you know, so they sent a representative from the Vatican to come to see the the, the statue, and the only way I could really say this in a politically correct kind of way. Pardon me. Is that it's farting blood? Or we believe it is farting blood, I guess would be the best way to put it. Without really offending anyone. So, Randy is watching this, and he's thinking that this statue is going to cure you know, his disease. So, he gets into the car, he's going to drive to this church, and Stan is there like, you have your license suspended. If you go and you're caught, you're in jail for 10 to 15 years. So, Randy, being the, well, I'm going to use quotes here, responsible parent that he is, has Stan drive the car. He has Stan driving the car. So, they get to the church, and there is this long line. There's a long line. So, Randy, being Randy, starts cutting people in line, and he's like, I have this disease, alcoholism, it's a disease. If I don't get to it, I'm gonna die. So he's really playing up the whole alcohol alcoholism is a disease kind of shtick. And he meets up with a friend, and he sees that his daughter has uh, elephantitis, which is the condition that you see in the movie Elephant Man. If you guys have ever seen that movie, um, Mel Brooks uh, directed that movie. It's about it's actually 40 years old this year, so. I would like to see that movie, actually. It looks pretty good, but... So then, you know, Stan gets accused of being a butter. Meaning, you butt in line. I wish I had known that term as a kid. I would have used that. You butter. So anyway, Randy then sees there's a big space between a guy... Well, there's a guy who has kidney problems, and he goes to the bathroom every so often. So... Randy sees this, and he gets in front of a blind man, and the blind man's like, I smell of butter. So then, this police officer comes, and he's like, okay, what's the problem? So, Randy explains that he has alcoholism, it's a disease, and I might not make it. So, the officer's like, look, I totally understand, my brother is an alcoholic, I'll make sure you get to the front of the line. Um... Before I go further, I do want to talk about this because, um, you know, I'm not going to say alcoholism is a disease. I'm not going to say that. But alcoholism is a problem. It really is. Um, My family on my mom's side for many generations had an issue with alcohol. And they would be alcoholics. It really wasn't, if I think about it, until my mom and my uncle, and it was really more my mom, who was like, okay, I'm not going to take part in this. I'm not going to, you know, drink alcohol all the time and... So then when, you know, she had me and my brother and my sisters, we were sort of, you know, that second generation of not being alcoholics. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't mind having a drink every once in a while. Mm, same with my brother. Um, same with my sisters. The thing for me with drinking an alcoholic beverage, and for the record, I'm going to mostly drink a beer. That's all I will drink. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I will drink a beer, but I will not drink soda, because I do not like how soda tastes. I'm a very weird person, I know. The thing with me is I have four nephews. The oldest is ten. Actually, the two oldest are ten. One is four months older than the other. And the youngest is six. To me, as a grown-up, as an adult, while I am not their father, I am a figure. I, I am a, I, I am a figure in their life. And it was really Bruno Sammartino, the, the, the late, great wrestler Bruno Sammartino. I watched an interview with him once, or I watched an interview of him once. Let me correct myself. And he was saying in an interview that when he went out to the restaurants, if there were kids present, he would not drink any alcohol in front of them. He did not want them to have a bad image, a bad thought of him. And I'm thinking to myself, that's pretty damn admirable, you know, because there are people, there are celebrities who... Don't give a damn about who they're around. If they've got alcohol, they're going to drink. And it could be a lot. It could be a little. They're going to drink. My thinking is, and it goes along the line of Bruno, if I am going to drink, I am going to drink. But I'm only going to have like one drink. And I'm not going to drink in front of kids. I'm just not going to drink in front of kids, especially my nephews. My nephews are like my top priority. So, I want to be a good role model. I want to be a good influence on my nephews by being, look, if you want to have a drink, you can have a drink, but you you don't have to drink all the time and you don't have to drink in front of kids. When they get older, you know, it'll be like, okay, I can ease up on that a little bit, but I'll have a drink every once in a while, like maybe every four or five months, honestly. Um... And I do have friends who have had parents that are alcoholics. Um, Some of the parents are no longer with us, but I I can't really imagine the pain that they went through through that time. I I really can't. Um, And to those of you that have had people in your life that have had a problem with alcohol... Um. just know that there are people there to support you and that you can make it. You can make it through. You just need to find the people that are going to support you, that are going to have your back, that are going to root for you. Okay, so back to the episode. Um. So Randy gets to the front of the line and the Virgin Mary you know, sprays blood on to Randy, and he feels now that he's been cured, and it's a miracle, so he gets out of the chair, he walks, you know, and he, he, he feels better, so now we get to Sunday, and his hair is starting to grow back, although it looks a little weird, and he's gone five days without drinking alcohol. He's gone five days without drinking alcohol. And he is taking Stan with him to their Chuck E. Cheese place, uh, Whistle and Willie, for their AA meeting today. So they're having lemonade, you know, they're having a ra- you know, hanging around, having a good time. When the news comes on, and Pope Benedict XVI comes, now this is the first time that Pope Benedict 16th hasn't been mentioned at all. Because, earlier that year, in 2005, Pope John Paul II passes away after, I want to say it was like a 30 or 40, almost a 40, no, almost a 30-year reign as the Pope. So, Benedict the Sixteenth. Is elected on the nineteenth of April, two thousand five, and he is the be- or he is the pope for almost eight years. He uh, resigns on February twenty eighth, twenty thirteen, which then leads to our current pope, Pope Francis the first. So, um. With Pope Benedict XVI, he comes, he goes to the statue, the statue just gets, you know, blood all over him, and then he says that it is not a miracle, that the blood is not coming from her ass, but instead it is coming from the vagina, saying that chicks bleed out their vaginas all the time, it is not a miracle. So seeing this, Randy is devastated. he is just heartbroken about this. So he goes run into the bar, gets a whole lot of drinks and then other people start going and then Randy goes outside and we have a really good moment. I actually like this where Stan you know he's like, what are you go- what are you doing?" First, what are you doing? It's okay to have a drink or two drinks. But you don't have to have a drink all the time. And then Stan says to Randy, you're the one that got yourself to stop drinking for five days. It may not have been God, but it was you that got yourself to stop drinking for five days. And Randy, you know is like, yeah, you're right. So he drops all the alcohol, and instead of driving home, he decides to walk home with Stan. And they have a conversation about how many drinks Randy can have, and you know, have a responsibly substantial amount, as we roll to the credits, and that is the end of Bloody Mary and is the end of Season 9 of South Park. Alright, before I give my thoughts on this, where did the idea of this episode come from? So, the idea of the statue of the Virgin Mary bleeding out of her butt came from the many examples of people thinking they see the image of the Virgin Mary in burnt toast, or a paint splotch. Well, oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give my rating now, and then I'm going to get into the notes here. You know, obviously, it's it, it has its moments. It does have its good moments. I don't think this is meant to be a funny episode. I really don't think it is meant to be. Um... I think this is sort of meant to be taken as a serious episode and it is about, you know, alcoholism. And they use the church as a way to get involved with alcoholism. It's not the strongest episode, but it is a good episode. So, I'm going to give this a 7 to wrap up the season um i liked the interaction with randy and stan stan is in in the role here of sharon sort of being like what the hell you doing drinking you shouldn't be doing this you know it just really works I, i i liked it so i'm gonna give this final episode of the season a seven Okay, so uh, production notes, and then we're going to get into some controversy about this episode. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone reveal on the commentary of this episode they had wanted to do an episode involving Alcoholics Anonymous meetings for a long time, but could never get it right. The idea of the bleeding statue came from Ann Garofino, a producer on the show, and was inspired by the real-life phenomenon of weeping statues, unusual occurrences where statues would unexplainably bleed some sort of liquid via supernatural means, usually from the eyes. The crew were discussing the idea of having this happen in an episode, but felt it needed to be something more outlandish than the eyes. Garofino then came up with the idea of having the statue shit blood all over the Pope's face. Parker and Stone loved the twist, even if it meant the episode would likely draw far more controversy than normal. We're going to get to that in a moment. The scene in which Randy gets arrested for drunk driving is based on a near-identical experience that Parker had with his father when he was nine years old. I wonder if uh, Trey Parker had to hold that empty beer bottle while his dad had to pee. A- anyway. Okay, so now onto to the controversy, and this is from Wikipedia. So as I mentioned, the episode aired on December 7th, 2005, which is the eve of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, a Catholic observance related specifically to the Virgin Mary. Bloody Mary was considered a very controversial episode even by South Park standards. The Catholic League demanded an apology and that the episode be permanently retired and not be made available on DVD, and that Joseph A. Califano Jr., a board member of Viacom and a practicing Catholic, issue a personal statement. Califano did later release a statement calling the episode an appalling and disgusting portrayal of the Virgin Mary and pledged to have it reviewed by Viacom's president and CEO, Tom Freston. Bishop William Skylstad, president of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, sent a letter to Freston saying the network showed extreme insensitivity when it aired the episode. When Comedy Central re-aired all episodes of Season 9 on December 28, 2005, Bloody Mary was absent from the broadcast. Comedy Central responded to email inquiries about the fate of the episode with the assurance that Bloody Mary has not been retired and would not be pulled from the DVD release. Screen captures from the episode on Comedy Central's press site and the South Park section of ComedyCentral.com are absent. In February 2006, leaders from the New Zealand Catholic Bishops Conference, the Council of Christians, and Muslims, and other religious groups together lobbied media conglomerate Can West to stop a planned airing of the episode in New Zealand on the music channel C4. The network rejected the plea and said the episode would air as planned. Leading Catholic bishops then called for a boycott of C4 and its sister network TV3. Can West again resisted and aired the episode sooner than planned to take advantage of the media attention. New Zealand's Prime Minister, Helen Clark, issued a statement saying the episode sounded revolting, but that the network was free to air it. One advertiser withdrew their ads from Canwest's networks. Catholic group Family Life International set up a website for boycotting Canwest's other advertisers. Another company, named C4 Productions, which has no links to the C4 Music Channel, applied for a court order on the eve of the airing to stop the episode, citing damage to its business because it thought people would link it to the channel. Pardon me. The judge ruled against the order. C4 aired the episode on February 22, 2006 and drew 210,000 viewers, six times South Park's normal audience for the channel. After receiving 102 formal complaints from viewers, the network issued a statement a month later saying, C4 acknowledges the strength of feeling in relation to the program and we sincerely apologize for any offense taken. In June 2006, complaints received by New Zealand's Broadcasting Standards Authority were rejected. The airing of the show was found to not be in breach of broadcasting standards. According to the BSA, But showing disrespect does not amount to the sort of vicious or vitril. Okay, I'm going to mess this word up. I I know you guys like this when I mess words up. Vitrilic attack normally associated with the denigration standard. They also said the episode was of such a farcical. Absurd and unrealistic nature that it did not breach standards of good taste and decency in the context in which it was offered. New Zealand Catholic bishops have decided to appeal the decision. In February 2006, Archbishop Dennis Hart in Melbourne, Australia, wrote to television network SBS asking them to not air the episode. Huh, SBS, Fair enough. Anyway, the network's programming director originally rejected the request, but later decided to postpone the episode, citing the controversy over the Jillons post-in Mohammed cartoons. The episode was, however, shown on the Comedy Channel on August 30th, 2006. On March 14th, 2006, Rob Cordry, reporting on Comedy Central's own The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, said. Christianity has evolved and matured. No longer do they stone people to death for blasphemy. Now they write a lot of letters to advertisers. Even a secular, atheistic, morally bankrupt entity like Comedy Central can be affected. Just ask Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of South Park, whose recent episode entitled Bloody Mary was pulled after a single airing. Now obviously, we at Comedy Central can't show you that offensive material. The South Park clips shown while Corddry spoke included several scenes of seemingly offensive material, fornicating cats, a man vomiting and then falling in his own vomit, butters viewing a man being sodomized, etc. But there was nothing from the Bloody Mary episode. Like Trapped in the Closet, Bloody Mary did return to the air, appearing on April the second, two 2006. See what I mean? Very controversial. Alright, so let's get to IMDB. Of over 1,800 uh, people giving it a rating, the average rating for this is a 7.9 out of 10. Uh, 337 people gave it a 10. 278 people gave it a 9. 353 people gave it a 7. That's going to be the score that I give it. 53 people gave it a 1. For males, the average Rating is a 7.9, where the highest demographic is the 18 to 29 group. The average rating is an 8.0. For females, the average rating is an 8.0. Its highest demographic is 45 and over, with an 8.5 rating. So I'm going to put in my rating here and let's go to the reviews. We don't have as many. Uh, as we, nor- or as we did in the last episode. My God, we had like seven reviews on that last one. So, the first review is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote, Bloody Mary is another controversial episode of South Park. This one sort of spoofs Christianity. I am Christian, and I still enjoy South Park. People just need to learn to have a sense of humor. In this episode, Randy thinks he has a drinking problem after getting pulled over for drunk driving and has to go to an AA meeting. Stan convinces him that he can do it by himself, but Randy becomes a real hypochondriac convincing himself he is sick. He then learns about the Statue of the Virgin Mary, which spews blood and thinks he can get cured by visiting it. Bloody Mary is a funny, controversial, and interesting South Park episode. The other review is from Rain Dog Jr. He writes, On the paper, My whole family is Catholic, and I say on the paper because I'm not a religious guy. Certainly, Bloody Mary is another trapped in the closet, and I don't think that my grandmother, who is the most religious member of my family, would find extremely funny the scene that, for me, is the most memorable of this episode, and of course, I'm talking about the scene with Pope Benedict XVI. And like trapped in the closet, this is another great, fair, and clever episode. Again, only Stan represents South Park, and there's even a nice reference to Trapped in the Closet. This is funny from start to finish, so while we get to the AA and Virgin Mary stuff, we have a lot of fun thanks to the Japanese karate teacher of the boys and to a drunk driver named Randy. Yes, Stan's dad, who pee in a beer bottle while driving and who later couldn't touch his nose with his finger. So the next thing we know is that Randy has to go to schools to talk about the consequences of drunk driving and also to AA meetings where he is told that he is sick, part of the 12-step program and he does list some of these. So let's go through them. 1. We admitted we are we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. 2. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3 made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscience' contact with God as we understand him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. You can imagine what Randy will think when near South Park a statue of the Virgin Mary is bleeding out of her ass. Of course, Randy will think that, think that the miracle will cure his disease. It's great just as the conclusion, but as I wrote, the stuff with the Pope Benedict XVI is just hilarious and memorable. Well, I finished watching Season 9 of South Park, and for me, was a magnificent season. There's not a single episode that I dislike, but I do think there are three episodes that maybe are not my three personal favorites, but that any intelligent person should watch. Best Friends Forever, Trapped in the Closet, and Bloody Mary. And then he gives a list of, in order, his favorite episodes of the season. So I'm going to read these to you. His least favorite episode is Wing. Man, I loved that episode. Uh, 13, Die, Hippie Die. 12, Erection Day. 11, Margarine. 10, Two Days Before the Day After Tomorrow. 9, Free Wilsiak. 8, The Losing Edge. 7, The Death of Eric Cartman. 6, Trapped in the Closet. 5, Mr. Garrison's Fancy New Vagina. 4, Bloody Mary. 3, Follow That Egg. 2, Ginger Kids. And he has as his favorite episode of Season 9... Best friends forever, which I actually have to agree with him on. That is the best episode of season nine. So, uh, let me let me talk about season nine since uh, we've done all, or since I've done all of this. I know many months ago when Fro and I we did our rankings of all the seasons of South Park. I had Season 9 a little bit low. Um, It wasn't at the bottom, but it was a little bit low. Now going through this season, this is actually a really good season. It is. I, I would bump it up if I had my list with me. The first episode of the season is hit and miss for me. Uh... I I think the change of character for Mr. Garrison does make a difference, but the episode as a whole just you know it's it, it's a it's there. Once you get past that first episode, it begin it becomes better. It becomes very good, and then you have, uh, Erection Day, be the mid season finale and it's like okay then you come back for the second half and for the most part it's good you have some good episodes i mean trapped in the closet is very good free Wilsiac is very good follow that egg is very good and while you have very good episodes you have those that aren't that good margarine Ginger, I I really wasn't a fan of Ginger Kids. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of uh, flack for that one, but I wasn't a fan of it. So overall, I think Season 9 is a pretty good season, actually. I think this is probably going to be an overlooked season when the show as a whole is done. But I think Season 9 should go down as a good season, It's sort of a transition season in a way because of some of the character changes and some of the stuff that happens not only on the show but also behind the scenes. And that's going to be a very big part, especially in the next episode that gets reviewed. All right, so uh, wrap it up here. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you can join the Facebook group. It is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar and you are right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I post the link in the description box of each and every episode. You copy, you paste, boom, you're there. Okay, so, if you remember a few weeks ago, I talked about what is going to happen in the future. Um, This episode has been pre-recorded before South Park goes to HBO Max. So, I'm not going to say there's going to be an episode next week. I can't promise that. It's going to it's going to depend on when South Park is transitioned to HBO Max. So, here's the deal. If it is transitioned to HBO Max and is completely off Hulu, I will obviously go to HBO Max and that's where I will start season 10. If, by some miracle, it is still on Hulu along with HBO Max, I'm just going to stick with Hulu for the foreseeable future and just go from there. The next episode is the start of season 10. It is the return of Chef. That is what starts off Season 10 of South Park. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to, well, what was the season finale of South Park. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I am Bill, and I will talk to you guys sometime soon when Season 10 begins.